live from Chicago, the podcast that brings together the best minds in digital marketing today, Chicago Social. Now, from the offices of Boxless Media, in the heart of downtown Chicago, it's the deep dish eating, eternal Cubs fan, and, and man, man of, of the, the hour. hour, our host, Jason Bauman. Now, let's get social. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Chicago Social Podcast. My name is Jason Bauman. I'm the chief digital strategist over at Boxless Media and the host of the Chicago Social Podcast. I'm excited to be here today, joined by Martha Carlos. Martha is the chief communications officer of the American Red Cross of Chicago and Northern Illinois. In more than 35 years of talking, I don't recall a single time when I have been left completely speechless. That happened today while recording the episode. That same moment, I got chills from my head to my toes in hearing an amazing story about social media. If there is ever an episode of any podcast that you need to listen to from the beginning to the end in its entirety, you need to listen to this episode because the power of social media has just been redefined. We talk about reaching people, we talk about marketing, we talk about advertising, we talk about a lot of different things. In people's worst moments of their lives, social media has been there and is there to connect people with help. And a lot of times it's with the Red Cross in between. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to to welcome Martha Carlos to a show for an amazing episode. The American Red Cross is often thought of in terms of big natural disasters. When you think of the Red Cross, you think of tornadoes or hurricanes or earthquakes or Haiti or Sandy. But you don't know that the Red Cross actually responds to a lot more disasters than that. In Chicago alone, the American Red Cross responds to three to seven home fires every day. That's how I got to know the American Red Cross. In August of 2014, I woke up to a house fire and the American Red Cross came to my front door. And I was really moved by the fact that someone without being asked or someone without being invited came to just come and help and offer some support. So uh, since then, I've been involved with the Red Cross. I'm on, I'm on their auxiliary board as a marketing chair. I am also uh, part of their, a very small part of their communication teams as a social ambassador. And so I'm very excited to have with us Martha Carlos and to talk today about how the American Red Cross is using social media um, to help perform their services better, reach more people, and then receive support that they need to continue their great work. So Martha, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for what you do and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much and thank you for what you do. We really appreciate all the time that you donate to the Red Cross as a volunteer. It's my pleasure. So I wanted to talk today about a couple different things. And the first thing I want to talk about is how the American Red Cross uses social media. And I think when we look at that, we look in two different buckets. The first bucket is in times of disaster, and then also when the Red Cross needs support to, to continue doing the great services that they do. So can you tell me a little bit, first of all, about how the Red Cross uses social media when a disaster occurs? Absolutely. So um, we have a teams of social media ambassadors, they're volunteers, who help get the word out about how people can get help in times of disaster. So when a disaster hits, we often have a no notice of it, 
Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of confusion. Sometimes power lines are long, are down, and people can't get information necessarily out about if they're safe, if they're looking for loved ones, where they can go to get a shelter, those types of things. So we use our social media teams to help get this word out. We want as many people as possible to know exactly where the shelters are in their community, um, to be able to answer questions about whether or not they need to boil water, for instance, if it's that type of disaster, um, give them resources around where they can find safe um, paths out of neighborhoods that might have been affected by disasters. We did this really well, I think. It was really our first foray in it to it locally. Nationally, we've been doing it for some time, but locally when we had Snowmageddon, that Groundhog Day blizzard years ago, we had teams of local volunteers who were 24 hours a day staffing social media accounts, answering questions from their own accounts. They were telling people who were, um, a lot of folks were stuck on Lakeshore Drive, unable to get out in the blizzard. And while they waited for the National Guard to come and take them to Red Cross shelters, we had volunteers who were answering their questions and just really crowdsourcing solutions for them. So our volunteers were answering things like, where can I go to the bathroom? You know, there's a, this building on Lakeshore Drive if you want to leave your car and go, you can do that. We had Domino's Pizza come and say that they would deliver pizzas to people on Lakeshore Drive. Um, We were giving tips about how to keep themselves warm. You know, things like turn on your car for 10 minutes, get some warmth, and then turn it off. So really, really important information is gotten out by this way. Now, can you... mm I think it's really interesting, too, because most of the people who listen to this and who will listen to this are social media marketers. So what this is, is this is a whole different kind of social media. This is really this is really cool because it's it's actually performing programs and services with social media as a tool. So this is really cool to hear. So you can continue. I'm sorry oh, okay. I didn't to interrupt you. But yeah. No, no. Thanks for saying that. I mean, it was really important to see all these um people really band together and start helping each other in this way and and really crowdsourcing solutions. Now, there's another way that we've started to use social media during disasters from a national level, and that translates down to a local level. So when a disaster happens, we can now, we have this very cool, uh, we call it the DigiDoc that Dell provided to us at our national office, and it helps us see heat maps of where people are tweeting and what they're tweeting about. So if you have a tornado, for instance, that hits a community, we're using a number of tools to determine how our people are going to get in there, what roads are safe, uh, to keep our people safe, and also to get help to people when they need it as soon as we can. Now, disasters are imperfect, and it's so easy to, you know, not have a neighborhood appear on the tool that we're using, something like that. And we found that Social media really helps because you can look at these heat maps and you can see that people are tweeting from a certain neighborhood that they need water. And that actually changes our service delivery. That actually means that our people in our DigiDoc are going to walk across the room to the folks who are coordinating the response on the ground and how we're going to help and tell them, hey, I think we've got people here who need help. So it's really powerful. It's really changing how we respond and how we help people. 
it's very cool to see how social media can be something other than just marketing and getting messages out. It's actually a, a very important part of, of how you perform services and how you how you're able to help people. So that's the side of, of program delivery. How do you use social media in terms of of getting the message out about the work that that the Red Cross does? Okay, so we do use, um, you know, we use the same social media ambassador teams to get that word out. We use, um, we have a celebrity cabinet at the Red Cross, which is full of celebrities who have some sort of connection to the American Red Cross. Maybe they've had a fire in their home, they received a blood donation, that type of thing. And we've recently started to engage a group of social media influencers in a new campaign we have for our giving day event. And giving day is a little bit different than something and things the Red Cross has done in the past. It's a day when we're encouraging people primarily through social media to give to the Red Cross on April 21st. Now, in order to get the word out, we've recruited uh, through a partnership with iHeartMedia a lot of great social media influencers like Nick Grande and, um, you know, young folks who have tens of millions of followers and interact in that space. And we have a campaign called Two Steps, Two Minutes that's actually out now. I can send you the video. It's really great. Uh, and this campaign is to get some traffic and some awareness and build some energy around what the Red Cross does prior to giving day. And the two steps that these groups are promoting are make a plan to get out of your home and, and to practice it. And the goal is, of course, to get out of your home in two minutes because we know that's how much time you have to get out during a fire. Absolutely. I think two minutes is a lot of time. Actually, when I think about when I went through my fire, uh, that's that seemed like it was a lot of time. I think I was I had to be out quicker than that. But yeah, and it's good that you guys are doing that because I think a lot of people, especially um, in the home fire world, which is the one I know, is that people don't think it could happen to them and so they are not prepared. You know, I, I took the, I talk a lot about um, smoke detectors because I took the batteries out of my smoke detector. And um, so just the fact that you're out there using social media to tell people, you know, you have to do this, you have to have your batteries, your smoke detector, you have to, you know, have a fire escape plan, you have to have all these things is, is great, is great that you guys are doing that. So, so I want to well, talk to the, the campaign. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. no, no. Just, I get so excited about fire. No, please, safety. please tell me. First of all, you are not the only one to take your batteries out of your smoke alarm. It's so common. So many people do it. They actually make smoke alarms now where it's impossible to do it. They're sealed up and they're good for 10 years because it's such a common thing. Um, and the campaign actually talks about that too. It has all these young influencers and a very cool video. Um, it's got some innuendo involved. It talks about what they can do in two minutes. And they do mention that too, not to take your batteries out. So I think you'll... I, I know it. after my fire... Um a brand of a smoke detector sent me three of those smoke detectors in the office. And I oh, thought it was funny. I said, well, well, yeah, but now I have to have somewhere to put them. <laughs> so, but, right. um, exactly. But, it, you know, that's good. I mean, it, it's good that they're, that they're, they're doing that and, and that you're, you're, you're giving out that message. One of the programs that I've gotten involved with just very recently with the Red Cross, and I think is a very cool program is the social ambassador or social media ambassador program. And I'm wondering if you could just, first of all, tell the listeners what that program is. 
Of course. So um, the, the American Red Cross is unique to, to many nonprofits. Most nonprofits use volunteers. I think we do so in a really efficient way um, because more than 90% of the staff at the Red Cross are volunteer staff. And that includes our social media programs. So we know that, you know, many voices is just far more powerful and far more real than the one nonprofit or corporate entity. So we have official um, social media volunteers who actually take a training course so that they can help reply to questions on social media, things like, how old do I need to be able to get blood? And, um, you know, is there a CPR class near me? And what about this rumor? And our social media ambassadors are actually out there engaging in that space for us. And it's so great when you see you know, a comment on our Facebook page, and before I get a chance to reply to it, someone else has already done so, and they've done so correctly because they've taken the training and they know the answer to the questions that we get a lot. And I think that's interesting because I think a lot of charities and, and, and spending a lot of, of my career in the nonprofit world, a lot of charities are very reluctant to let anyone speak for them. And I think they're very scared. I, I know when I was at one of the charities, what I won't remain, I won't name their name. You, you were not allowed to have Facebook or Twitter open on your work computer, and, and it was really one of the reasons why I started my business. Because I look at, it, I think, you know, that charity had, I think, about five hundred employees in the Chicagoland area, and I think if every one of their employees had a Facebook account and everyone had 100 followers and that's a very small number for a lot of people you know think of all the people those people could reach you know you're looking you know 500 times 100 is what 50,000 or 5,000 it's a lot of people sorry my math is absolutely wrong and then multiply that oh my gosh and that power is huge um, so I think it's cool that you're doing that. Um, how do you make? How do you know that the people who are speaking for you are saying the right thing? So obviously there's training. What else is involved with that? Ooh, prayer. Um, I'm kidding. We we actually. So the, the folks who want to be social media ambassadors, by very nature of them, coming to us wanting to do this, agreeing to take on this role. Um, taking the training and committing that way. We really don't have a lot of people who are going rogue in this space and, and not saying appropriate things. We really don't. Um, and part of having a successful social media program, and this is hard for many of us in, in PR and communications and marketing, but you've got to let go of a lot of control. You've got to train them and trust them and let them roll. Um, and we do that. You know, I, I don't have the time to monitor constantly of course we monitor you know our social media a bit but to monitor constantly what people are saying um i rely on our social media ambassadors to actually help us do that and if there's information out there that's incorrect that we correct it right away and you know i think everyone knows who's listening to this that hey mistakes make it you know they happen in social media and it's really a forgiving place if you just admit to it and explain the information quickly and timely. So, you know, we keep an eye out for it. We correct where there's mistakes or misunderstanding and people really want to do good. They're volunteering for the American Red Cross. And if there's anything out there that's, that's incorrect, it's not, it's not because they intended to do so. So we just need to, to help them correct it and, 
and move on. And I, I think um, just to clarify for the listeners is that now I went through this training I think last week or two weeks ago, and um, it, it's a pretty you've, it's a small group. It's closely monitored by by Red Cross people that are you know are together. Everyone knows each other, so I, I think it's a, it's an intimate group that are really committed to the Red Cross and have a passion for the work that they do. So I think that 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 works in your benefit too. You pair it up with a great training class, so people know the message. And what I think was the best part about it is it wasn't titled you know Red Cross policies and procedures for for social media. It wasn't, it was titled Telling the Red Cross Story or something like that. And I, I think stories are what social media is about. And, you know, I think that was by telling people how to tell the story and then giving the power them to them to tell the story, I think you're building a very, very good model out there to, to really get the words out. So speaking of stories, any great stories involving social media and, and the Red Cross that you can share? So I have a story that is really, um, it, it's compelling to me because it's a personal story to me about something that happened on social media. It's not a fairy tale story, but I'm going to tell it anyway <laughs> because I think it's important. Um, so when that Haiti earthquake happened, we were obviously, you know, working on so many things, bringing folks from Haiti here to the Red Cross, um, helping acclimate them, coordinating all kinds of disaster relief efforts. But in those very first hours, we were really stuck to social media. Um, and people began tweeting at us from all around the world. And they weren't tweeting just to the Red Cross, our national account. They were tweeting to the Chicago Red Cross because people understand that um, that the Red Cross will help, right? And sometimes when you're in a desperate situation and, you know, you're on your Twitter and you're just trying to find someone to help. So I got a message through one of our volunteers um, that that someone had mentioned the Chicago Red Cross and they were actually tweeting at us from under the rubble in Haiti. And it was a woman um, and she was giving her exact location about where she was under the rubble. And I remember specifically it was a supermarket in Port-au-Prince and um, I even had chills just telling it because it was such a moment where I realized that people are really they really are tweeting for help, and um, there's there really isn't any system in place nationwide for folks to apply. So, um, what happened with that that woman? I don't know. I don't think it ended well. I'll tell you that I got the message to our national um, folks within moments. They got the message to the national guard. The national guard got the message to the folks in Haiti. You know. I don't know what happened to her. I haven't heard from her. I don't know if it has a good ending. Yeah. I like to think she just got off Twitter, but <laughs> just the fact that um, the fact that I could sit in my office and somewhere halfway around the world is tweeting at me for help is really just powerful. Um, you know, and we, the Red Cross actually after that experience led discussions with law enforcement agencies and government about, hey, there are 
people out there in our country, in our neighborhoods, who actually tweet for help. And folks think that if you post a help, a call for help on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you're using, someone's going to arrive in 15 minutes. That's what people think. We did a study. And it's it's not the case. There aren't systems. The police departments don't have someone monitoring 24-7. They don't have the... Um, the ability to fact check it. Is it a prank? Is it real? Yeah. Is it a hashtag 911 because they want 911 coffee stat? Or is it really a real emergency? <laughs> and and these discussions continue because it's a big deal in the emergency response committee you know, um, world that people are actually tweeting and calling out for help on social media and they think they're going to be there. And, and I don't think the infrastructure is in place yet for it. Wow. That's an amazing yeah. story. I'm listening and I'm getting the chills just thinking about, you know, too many people talk about, you know, I live in the social media and digital marketing world and people are always talking about marketing and marketing and marketing and marketing and, and just the power of social media in that situation for someone just to reach over to their phone and say, I need help. I'm in here and help me. And then halfway across the continent, someone responds and is able to to help that person it, it's unbelievable powerful story so that's 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 amazing so thank you sorry i'm a little speechless in that after that story so I'm... oh no i am too i am too I, I can't think about it without getting so emotional and just seeing that come to us and we've had it happen other times too where there's you know, like an uprising in a country and people are just tweeting at any Red Cross account they can find. Yeah. And I, I think and it's... You, go ahead. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was, I was going to ask you about, and I'm not sure if, if, you're, if you can talk about this, but um, do you know anything about the Facebook, uh, the Facebook um, when an emergency happens and Facebook will let you report in your status? I know in Paris that happened where basically they opened up. Oh my gosh, I mean, I'm forgetting the name of the, the 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 service, but basically Facebook allows you to report to your friends and family if you're okay. Do you know anything about that? Um, so I'm thinking that this might be what you're talking about. The Red Cross, after Hurricane Katrina, really amped up our social media program and developed a website called Safe and Well where you could report that you were safe and well, or you could do so for a family member. Others could go in and find out that you were okay. Um, and we can now, we now partner with Facebook nationally so that you can also share that on social media. So it's not just on the safe and well website, which was on the American Red Cross page, but also through these various social channels, that it'll actually post for you. It'll say, do you want to post this to Facebook? Do you want to post it to Twitter? And so on. So that people um, people can let others know that they're okay. Because in times of disaster, there's just so much going on. Um, phone lines are down. Power might be an issue, whatnot. And, you know, you want to let people know not to worry about you. Absolutely. It's, as often as you can. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's the uh, Facebook safety check. So I think you're absolutely right. It's the same. It's the same. The same program. So I. Uh, okay. So one more thing uh, in terms of Red Cross, you have a bunch of apps now, correct? Or you have a, a Facebook app, or, or I'm sorry, a, a mobile app, one or several? We have eight. We have eighteen apps. Eighteen. They apps. are <laughs> all. Yes, there is one that's ninety nine cents. That's the Pet First Aid app. 
It's well worth it. And the others are all free. You can find them on Google Play or iTunes stores by searching Red Cross app. Um, you know, they're very handy. They um, There's one that's one of the most recent ones. It's called the Emergency App, and it, it includes a bunch of hazards um, from fire to, you know, a first aid emergency to winter storms, and it, it lets you immediately find Red Cross shelters that are open. It also gives you safety tips. Um, it can hook you up to the other apps if you are interested in those. And um, has a, a tornado siren. And the tornado siren is really great. So there are many communities who don't have community-wide tornado systems, um, sirens. And so you can actually have the app on, and that will alert you to a tornado in your area, whether or not your community has the siren. You can also set the apps to alert you about friends and family and hazards that might be in their way. So we have a hurricane app, and I mentioned that because of the through the American Red Cross, we are number three, Chicago's number three in the nation for downloads of that app in an area that doesn't have hurricanes. And when you try to make some assumptions about that, I believe it's the feature that allows you to monitor throughout the nation for hazards for other people. So if you have a grandma who lives in Miami who you know isn't watching TV or checking social media, but she lives in a hurricane-prone area, you can set an alert for her, and then you can realize that something dangerous might be coming her way, and you can get on the phone and give her a call. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's very cool. We have a blood donor app. Um you know, the emergency app, a number of them. They're really great. Our first aid app is fantastic. I used it myself. I have a, um, well, I've got a bunch of kids, but my two-year-old touched a light bulb, just grabbed his hand and put it on a light bulb, um, as toddlers might do. And I used the app to look at the blisters that resulted to determine whether or not I should take him to the hospital. And I did, and he was fine, you know, got some gauze, but it's it's really critical to have that information right in your hands when you need it. Absolutely. All right, one last question. Across the spectrum of social media platforms, where is the Red Cross? They're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, correct? No? So, um, yes, the American Red Cross is on Instagram, Pinterest. Um, we obviously have a large variety of YouTube um, videos, Flickr, we have blogs, um, Twitter works, or Facebook too, of course. Twitter works so well for us just because of the breaking news nature of our business, mm-hmm. right? Because if there's breaking news and it has to do with weather or disaster or um, anything like that, we're probably involved. So it's really a, a great tool for us to let people know exactly how we're helping right now. Gotcha. And we're always looking at different ones. You know, we have LinkedIn and whatnot. It's just, um, we've got to focus somewhere and we focus on the ones that really work well for our, our business. 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people think, I need to be on this, 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 and they don't look at what they actually need to be on. And they just say they have to be on those because other people said they should be on them or, or for some other um, not so good reasons that they feel that they should be on every platform. They really should specialize. And I think you're doing the right thing there. All right. If someone wants to get involved with the Red Cross, what should they do? Where, where should they go? Yeah, they can click call or text. You can call 1-800-RED-CROSS, visit redcross.org, or text Red Cross to 90999. Um, if you're texting Red Cross to 90999, two things are happening. One, you're giving a $10 donation, so that'll appear on your cell phone bill. And the second thing is you're going to have the option to sign up for Red Cross text alerts and to become um, engaged with us digitally if you choose to do that. Absolutely. The Social Media Ambassador Program, is that local to Chicago? Is that a national program? It's a national program, yeah, absolutely. Um, we use it constantly. You know, we're responding to disasters every single day in, in communities across the nation. And, you know, be it the flooding that's happening right now um, or, you know, in New Orleans or, you know, something that might happen this afternoon, we really rely on our social ambassadors to help us in those spaces. Well, um, thank you for, for joining us today. I, I, was, I still have chills thinking about that story of that lady in, in, in Haiti. Um, so thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for telling us about what you do. And um, I hope anyone go out there, if they're interested in helping, they reach out to, to the local Red Cross chapter. If you're in Chicago, you're also welcome to call me and I can connect you with whomever you'd like to be connected. But thank you so much for being here, Mar Martha, and spending your morning with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And yes, you can always use more folks to help um, with social and with everything at the Red Cross. So thank you. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, head over to RevCards.com. Enter the code CHGO and leave us a review. Otherwise, check us out online at ChicagoSocialCon.com. Until next week, peace.